Hey, folks, greetings from the Offensive Security Group here at SecureIT 360, uh, coming at you with a new episode of the Cyber Threat Perspective. You've got uh, myself, Brad, and Spencer here as well. Uh, today, we are talking about low-cost but high-impact security tools, right? So things that you can leverage in your organization uh, to dramatically improve security, uh, without breaking the bank, right? So before we get into that, let's talk about some quick admin stuff. If you like what we're doing here, like, subscribe, share. You know, the biggest thing you can do for us is spread the word about what we're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's get right into it, Spencer. This is kind of your brainchild. Um, you know, what motivated you to want to do this episode? Give us some backstory. And uh, and then let's get right into some awesome tools, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Uh, so this conversation is stem stems from my desire to give a webinar presentation or a talk about what I call like the hitchhiker's guide or the IT hitchhiker's I love guide that title. to uh, uh, high impact or low budget, high impact security, right? What did I call it? Um, low, low cost, cost, high impact. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my IT hitchhiker's guide to low cost, high impact security conversation. So I'm going to be giving a webinar presentation on this, and this conversation is really to flush out some of those ideas and talk through it, uh, see if this resonates with people. So that's the first part. The second part is these are all tools that I use during pen tests, um, some more than others, depending on the environment. Mm -hmm. But these are all tools that uh, that I'm going to mention are free. So every single one of these tools is free for you to run in your own environment, and the bonus is there is very little prerequisites to run these. Like you can just download them and run them. There's not a complicated setup process or installation process. There's no license or anything like that. You can literally just download them, run them and get some results, find some low hanging fruit and fix a lot of, a lot of really serious issues in your environment very easily, very quickly. Yeah, so that's in contrast, by the way, you know, for those of you who are maybe less familiar with pen testing tools, a lot of the stuff that we do, um, requires a, either a super high level of skill or supporting underlying infrastructure, uh, or, or, you know, has a lot of moving parts, you know, you know, things that come to mind are, are, you know, tools that, that require a certain level of expertise just to get working, you know, because a lot of, a lot of us nerds who are writing tools, we're not thinking about making it easy to install. We're thinking about, you know, making yeah. the most effective weapon that we can for the job. So, uh, so it's good to hear that we're going to talk about tools that are easy to get running, um, if anybody's ever tried to like set up dependencies in Linux, um, you feel our pain, right? Uh, so, so you know, <laughs> Python virtual environments are the worst. Oh, please don't even get me started, man. Oh. Then the other reason is, you know, I, I, when we do pen tests, right? I like mentioning tools that are free because no one, in no one likes hearing like, oh, you got to go spend a bunch of money to yeah. fix this thing or to identify this or, or to secure your environment. And that's really not true. You know, there is low cost, high impact security tools that you can use. Um, some of the times, you know, you know, when you look at things like Security Onion and things like that, they're a little bit more complicated to set up, right? You yeah. need some expertise with that. And it's kind of a, a grueling process if you're not familiar with it. There's a learning curve. But I really like bringing this up because uh, these tools are free. You can use them in your environment. They're easy to use. Uh, and I think it's a it's a pretty much a no brainer for me. Yeah, and and having a, a, an output that is consumable by 
regular IT folks, right, is huge because there's a lot of tools that we use that will spit out, you know, uh, an XML file that's, you know, 50,000, you know, lines long and you got to know what you're looking for to go dig into that. And then you got to feed that into another tool. So, so a lot of the things that we do in the pen testing world are not straightforward like that. And, and so, you know, so that's kind of my two barriers for entry, I guess, three, if you consider cost, low cost, um, easy to set up in your environment, right? You don't need to spin up, um, you know, red hat version, this with these dependencies and, and VNV, you know, and all that stuff. And finally the output is consumable and understandable and actionable. So, so I think you're going to hit, um, all three of those checkboxes for these tools, which is really exciting. So, yeah, so I'm going to dig into the first one. I'm going to share what it is, where to get it, um, a little bit of how to use it, uh, Mm -hmm. how I use it. And more importantly, some of the things you can identify with it, some of the vulnerabilities, misconfigurations, issues that you can identify with it. Uh, and hopefully that will kind of convince you, uh, hopefully it will convince you to use it yourself and you'll see kind of the value in this. Um, ultimately though, my recommendation is to try these in your environment and you know use what works for you. So the first one is Pincastle. Um, I talk about Pincastle at nauseum. <laughs> if anyone follows me online, um, I don't think a day or a week goes by where I'm not talking about the value that Pincastle can provide. So Pincastle is an Active Directory health assessment tool. It's a single binary that you can download from their site and you can run it. And it does what's called a health check. And when you run this health check, Pincastle has hundreds. I don't, I'm not sure of the exact number, but they have hundreds of rules that look for all sorts of misconfigurations. So everything from inactive users and, you know, obsolete operating systems that are in use and uh, Kerberos issues, uh, account takeover. Like if uh, there are accounts that are Kerberosable, it will find those and it'll find issues with your trusts. It'll find issues with, you know, your active directory environment not being backed up or if the Caribbean TGT account password hasn't been rotated in a certain number of times. So it, it looks at all of these hygiene slash security uh, health check issues in your environment, and it creates a really nice report. It's probably one of the nicest reports I've seen. Agreed. And I, I actually, uh, there's a number of other tools that are similar to this, like Purple Knight, and, and there's a couple others. I like the format of the Pincastle report the best out of all of those. I think it's very straightforward and easy to read. Mm-hmm. And the reason is it tells you what the issue is. It gives you a description of why that is an issue and what the impact might be if that were to be exploited or if that misconfiguration uh, led to some sort of issue. It would tell you what it would look like. It gives you references. So it gives you hyperlinks to references like MITRE. It will link to... Um, various blog posts or Microsoft articles or other technical documentation that you need to identify those things and fix it and give you some advice. Uh, and it's really great. Um, so Pincastle is my first tool that I highly recommend. Uh, it, like I said, it checks a number of different things, hundreds of different checks in an active directory environment. So that's the step number one. First, first thing I would, uh, definitely take a look at and everybody running. So that's my, uh, my little elevator pitch for for why and kind of what it does and, and and what it can do for you and what it can identify. I do want to talk about some specific findings and I want to talk about 
how I use it during uh, pen tests. Yep. So, so when, before you jump into that, one yeah, thing ahead. I do want to mention about Pincastle that I personally find compelling for its usage is at an individual level, the things that it checks for are not rocket surgery to find in your Active Directory environment, right? So like, can I go find uh, or trace a nested group membership that's like six nest deep and creates problems for me? Yes. All of the things that exist within Pincastle can be done manually, but they are cumbersome and they require a significant level of skill and time. Um, and that to me is, is what I find yep. the most compelling for its usage is that it's going to do all these checks in a matter of minutes that would otherwise take you weeks or months to properly work through, depending on your AD environment. Um, you know, so it is, it's one of those things you can't not run if you have yeah. active directory, you know? So I just wanted to mention that, you know, that that's something that's really compelling to me before you jumped into it. All right, let's, yeah. let's hear those specifics. So, yeah, so definitely. And the other caveat, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode is it's free. So you can run this in your environment for free. Yeah. You don't need addition, any additional license or anything like that. So, um, so a couple of the key things with Pincastle that it finds that are things that uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't find if you didn't go looking for them. So, for example, we were doing uh, engagement know, a year or two ago, and there was an issue where the everyone group had full control over the root of the domain. So there was a delegation in this forest where the everyone group was granted full control over like the root. So, you know, contoso.com or acme.org or whatever the forest was, like everyone, full control over that whole thing. That's not an issue that you're going to find unless you're going to look for it, right? Yeah. Like you just, there, there's no, there's no there's like, no hey. Alert or error message when you do it. Microsoft's like, yeah, cool. And yeah. then it disappears and the risk exists forever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's obviously very dangerous to give everyone full control over everything. You know, that's pretty crazy. Um, probably the, the most crazy finding I've ever seen on an internal. But Pincastle showed it up very easily. Like I ran Pincastle in the environment. And you, you know, you're scrolling through the finding. It's like, hey, anomaly. Everyone has full control. And I'm like, that's interesting. And <laughs> I thought for sure it was a false positive. I'm like, there's no way. Like, this has got to be wrong. I verified it with another tool and, you know, my jaw dropped. That being said, Pincastle found it very quickly, very easily, identified where to go to look for it, the mm -hmm. issue with it, you know, a description that I can use to help uh, articulate it to the client, all of this stuff. And it provided it very quickly, very easily from this report. Um, so that's one example, right? Is is object control delegation issues in your environment that you wouldn't find unless you went looking for them. Sure. So question about that. You mentioned that you wanted to check and make sure that it was a false positive. Um, what what have you found from a false positive rate perspective with Pincastle? I know it's a little like side mission right now, yeah. but just curious that that, that thought came to mind. Yeah, I haven't seen any false positives really with, wow. with Pincastle results. Um, and that's probably because the stuff that they that it's looking for is not really like false positive in nature. Like, it's binary, right? Like it's either yeah. the switch is on or the switch is off. So right. yeah, like, that makes sense. Like in the case of a KRB TGT account, I got to slow down when I speak. I'm from New York. Uh, no so in the case of that account, right? the flag is either set that the password hasn't been changed or it's not right. It's, it's like you said, it's very binary. It's either been changed recently or it's not. 
based on the timestamp and and that kind of thing. So a lot of the checks are are very one and zero, like it either is or it isn't. Uh, so I haven't seen any false positives in Pincastle. That's not to say that there aren't any or any issues, but I haven't come across them myself. Um, so that's the first thing is, you know, like these delegation issues, these permission issues where you wouldn't find them unless you go looking for them. They're very risky because they're hidden and you don't, you don't know they're there. Uh, one of the other things I like about Pincastle is it can look at group policies. So there's another tool that I'm going to mention that does uh, like in a group policy health check kind of analysis thing that I'll mention as well. But for Pincastle, it will identify a couple issues that I see that are very common. One is when group policy is deploying files that are modifiable by everyone or by domain users or by a group of users that shouldn't. So for example, if group policy is being used to like install software, right, or deploy some program or something, a lot of times IT admins will put that program or that installation package on a file share and they'll deploy it with group policy. Little do they know, or maybe it was a misconfiguration or maybe it was even intentional, they will configure the permissions on the file share such that people can modify it. So if there's a group policy that's deploying files everywhere and I can modify it as a non-admin, that could also be very risky and very dangerous and also something that you wouldn't really be able to identify unless you went looking for it. Group uh, Pink Essel shows it very nicely. It says, hey, you know, there's a file that's modifiable by everyone. It's being deployed by group policy. Shows you where to go, what the risk is, references, all that. Finds it very easily. And it'll check every single group policy that it can that it has permission to read, right? Nice. So um, that that's another one of those things that's like just extremely cumbersome on an individual human being, or even scripting that pre- pre- presents you know a ton of challenges. Um, it's it just singing the praises of Paincastle, really, with regards to that. Yeah. So those are just two examples. Um, there's a lot more, and I'm, I'll run through just a couple and like rattle them off just to give you who are listening kind of some some thoughts of what to look for. It can find certificate templates that are misconfigured. There's another tool that I'm going to mention that that does that very well as well. Uh, Pincastle does not find every single misconfiguration with certificate templates or CAs. Uh, it's not as exhaustive as something like Locksmith, um, but it can find a number of issues, which is great. Mm-hmm. It can find... Uh, where there are here's a here's one from the from the past Brad that you'll remember is group policy preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a C password. It's called. There's an attribute in group policy where you could configure a password. Uh, well, the encryption key was leaked a long time ago, and now you can decrypt that. Um, so it can find stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can find where old authentication protocols are used. Something that's very common in environments is like when you have LMNR and NBNS and older SMB, uh, all those things can be a risk to your environment for various reasons. Pincastle can identify if those things are, are still uh, available via looking at the security policies and group policy on the DCs. So that's another great thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead and finish. I, I do have one more question before we wrap up the Pincastle, though. Yeah, and lastly, I've when I mentioned Pincastle, uh, people also like to to put Bloodhound into this discussion. It's like, oh, well, can't Bloodhound do a lot of this stuff too? Those are different things. 
definitely different things. There is some overlap in what Pincastle calls control paths. Mm-hmm. So Pincastle calls these things control paths, and that's essentially what Bloodhound is. You're looking for attack paths or control paths. Mm-hmm. So Pincastle can find some of those things, but it's not as verbose, not as comprehensive as what Bloodhound is going to be for yeah. the attack path mapping. Yeah, and, and by the way, you know, um, the one difference that I would like to bring up between those two, and this actually leads, like, it's almost like I paid you to do that segue, by the way. So, so my question then becomes, and I know we're starting to ask a lot of free, of, of a free tool. Does it tell me how to fix? Does it give me resolutions to these issues that it finds? Yeah. So, um, it gives an advised solution. Mm-hmm. So it'll tell you like, Hey, here's how you can go to fix this thing. If it's a group policy change, it will like L and R is a perfect mm-hmm. example. It will tell you the group policy that you need to change. Uh, pink castle does give you like a recommended solution for it nice. along with reference documentation to go and like, look at the thing that you're trying to fix. Yeah. So, so, so this is really more for, for our listeners. Um, you know, you got to understand most pen testing tools don't do that, right? Most pen testing tools, let's take Bloodhound. It's a beautiful example. One, you you have to be a little bit of a rocket surgeon to get the collector running in most environments, right? Because it is absolutely flagged by literally everything as evil. And so, you know, there, there are a lot of moving parts to it. And then even when you get it in and you're looking at the Bloodhound console, it is a complex thing. Like you have to understand all the different queries. What do they mean? Just because there's a line and an exclamation point in the Bloodhound console doesn't mean that your universe is on fire. And even if it does, there is no freaking chance Bloodhound's going to tell you how to fix that, right? Yeah. And and so I do think that's a really important differentiation when we're talking about these kind of tools that we want your average, you know, IT manager, IT engineer to go out, grab, run, and improve yourself. Um, that's a really good comparison, in my opinion is looking yep. at Bloodhound versus versus Pincastle cuz in my opinion they're on different sides of of the of the continent right when it yep. comes to having this conversation um i would i would consider bloodhound to be much more of a um offensive tool as opposed to pincastle being you know having one leg in in the blue in the defense yep. world if that makes sense yeah, and that's why I love using Pincastle and why I recommend it so much is because there are a number of tools to exploit uh, a lot of the stuff that Pincastle can find. Sure. So certificate issues and Kerberos issues and, and all those things. There's a number of issues or a number of tools that can exploit those things. When I'm talking to an IT admin or something like that, they're like, well, what can I use to find these things? It's like... Mm-hmm. Well, do I want to tell them how to run this offensive security tool and like go through the process of a dyna- like going through that pen test process and using these tools to find it and, and exploit it and, and yeah. validate it and stuff like that? Or do I want to just tell them to run an EXE and get a report? Yeah. I, um, I like the run, a, run an EXE, give them a report approach um, because that's kind of how I think as a, as a blue teamer myself. Like, I think of myself as a blue-hearted red teamer. I, I skew more to the blue side of things um, because I want to make sure that everything I do provides value to the blue team. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily, you know, how fancy can I exploit this thing? It's how well can I articulate this issue to convince the IT person that it requires attention so that they can fix it, so they can mm-hmm. secure their environment, you know? Yeah, and, and and dude, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And it's a little off topic, but you know, touching on the blue team versus red team thing. I think a lot of times we can lose sight of the fact that red team is only there to help the blue team. Does that make sense? Like at the end of the day, our goal 
in in performing red team operations and discovering and exploiting is to provide a, a solution path, right? Is to reduce risk and mitigate vulnerabilities, um, not to be the sexiest, you know, white hat, black, gray, whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. we're we're it's it's it but but a lot of times it's easy to get caught up in that, right? Because because yeah. we're we're the pen testers and we're supposed to be cool. Um, yeah. but the reality is at the end of the day, um the people that that own this are the blue team. So that's what we're trying to to improve. So yeah. And the last thing I'll say about Pincastle before I move on is threat actors are now uh getting wise and they're using Pincastle. I've seen this in a number of defer reports uh and in a number of intelligence reports where threat actors are actually using Pincastle themselves. So um if you want to be an APT, use Pincastle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a shirt. You should. Who's Pink Castle? I love it. That's gonna be great. Uh, I'll buy. I'll be the first one in line to buy it. <laughs> um, so we spent a lot of time on Pink Castle because I think it's the most important one. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go through a couple other ones that I use uh, that I think are really good that that admins can use. The next one is called a Delic. It's another free tool. It's an Active Directory delegation management tool. Now, Pink Castle can identify a lot of the same delegations. Um, but Pincastle will just find issues. It doesn't, it's not going to show you every single delegation. This a deleg tool will show you all of the delegations. It will show you not only the built-in delegations, but anything that's not built-in. So any custom delegation that you have created. Now, delegation is, uh, for lack of a better phrase for anyone not familiar with it, is a permission on some object in Active Directory. So if I have a security group and I want to give you know help desk the ability to reset passwords over a security group, I might set up a delegation for them just for that permission. Mm-hmm. So a deleg is a graphical, it's a GUI interface, and it has the, if you open it up, it has a tree on the left and it shows all of the security groups and containers and users and, and all that on the left-hand side. And on the right, it shows all of the delegations. So the first thing I do is I open that up and I look for groups like everyone, authenticated users, domain users, and I look at the delegations that have been granted to those. And just based on experience, you can kind of get a sense of you know stuff that might be wrong. So if Everyone, for example, that use case I was talking about beginning of the Pink Kessel segment there, everyone had full control, remember? Mm-hmm. That would have been shown in this ADELEG tool. I would have went to everyone and it was shown full control and it would have showed the root domain there um, as, as the object. So this is another tool that you can use to find misconfigurations or misconfigured permissions and misconfigured delegations in an Active Directory environment. Uh, it's super lightweight, super easy to use, just launch it and it runs, uh, and it's a really great tool. Solid, dude. So, um, what kind of contrast with this? Would you say that that its thoroughness it would would lend itself well to being an accompanying tool with Pincastle? So, if we're yeah. looking, okay. So, so it's definitely not a replacement for Pincastle. It does a subset of what Pincastle does. It just does a more thorough job. Yeah, definitely. It only looks at delegations, and it does a very thorough job of that. Um, the downside is it doesn't give you a report. Yeah. Uh, you can export the delegate, the list, you know, to a CSV and then you can kind of manipulate things that way and look at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't give you a report. It doesn't say, Hey, this is an issue. You, that's where you need some experience and some understanding of what to look for to, to find those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I always start with like high risk groups first, 
to yeah. look and see like, oh yeah, that probably shouldn't have full control or reset password or. And, and it goes both directions, right? And what I mean by that is I can start with a group and work backwards to what delegations it has, or I can start with an object and see what delegations exist for that object. Yep. And, and so can, that being able to work in both directions, I think is valuable. Yeah. Um, if, if I, like you said, if I want to go like, Hey, I know this OU is like, you know, super secret double spy OU. Let yeah. me go see what delegations exist, you know, for that, for that container. Yep. Absolutely. You can store it on the object or you can filter it the other way and go from the trustee to the object, which is really Beautiful. nice. Yeah. So yeah. But so you need to have a little knowledge of AD, but um, I, I imagine the tool is very ADUC feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and so if it you're is. familiar with Active Directory users and computers, you know, you're not going to be lost in this tool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sweet. Sounds awesome, man. Yeah. The next one uh, is one that is very near and dear to my heart and it's a shameless plug, but I don't care. <laughs> it's uh script sentry. Yep. So Big script sentry. Who wrote that by the way? Uh, some guy, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> goes, goes by the handle Techspence. I don't know. He's a weirdo. <laughs> um, sounds, sounds crazy. So I don't know. Uh, there's not many tools that look at log on scripts. Pincastle will identify some of these things. Uh, again, you know, Pincastle just being a great tool can find some of this stuff uh, mm -hmm. that we're mentioning in, in every sec segment here. So Script Sentry finds misconfigured and dangerous logon scripts. And what I mean by that when I created it and the intention for this was to find issues where you're mapping a share or a printer and you're using alternative credentials or you're mapping a share that doesn't exist or you're mapping... Uh, or you have just credentials in a logon script somewhere, just in general. So it finds a lot of different misconfigurations in logon scripts. Uh, and what's great is uh, it's just a PowerShell script. It doesn't have any prerequisites or anything. You can just download it and run it. Um, and it'll find a lot of low-hanging fruit for you that is very commonly misconfigured when it comes to logon scripts. Yep. I love it. So, um, I want to understand, you know, what motivated you to, to put this tool together. Um, and, and, and reason is I think it's going to really help kind of make the use case for it. Right. So like, yep. what, what were you finding in login scripts during like hand, you know, manual searches or what gaps did you see in other tools that kind of led you down this road? Um, yeah. So, yeah. so how'd you get here? Yeah. So, uh, I first identified these issues with Pincastle. So, so I started looking at these issues and I'm like, oh, there's uh, logon scripts that are being identified that are set. So in Pincastle, it'll show you how many logon scripts each user has, or it'll it'll show you the number of users that are uh, being affected by a logon script. Mm -hmm. So in Pincastle, you scroll down the bottom and like the security settings will say like logon script one and there's like 400 users. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of users that have a logon <laughs> script set. And I was like, well, I wonder if there's any issues, you know, I wonder if I can abuse that, right? Mm -hmm. um, or I wonder if there's any issues that, that are within those that I can find. And then I started researching it and digging into it. I'm like, oh, okay, there is a logon script that has credentials in it. Okay, so that was the first issue I found. And that's the most common, I think, is just mapping a share or mapping a printer with alternate credentials. So I was like, oh, okay, what else could be wrong? Well, you could be deploying files, you know, you could install software mm -hmm. through logon scripts. Yeah. So then I started looking at the shares that were included in those. And I'm like, well, the share is misconfigured. Everyone can write to it. Right. <laughs> like that's Boom. that's Easy. probably not a good idea. 
Um, and then I was like, okay, this is, this is probably a bigger issue. I started looking for these things on every pen test. And then I was like, okay, this is something big enough. This is, is this is common enough. And there's not a good tool to automate finding all of these issues. Yeah. So that's where it kind of stemmed from was identified a thing, researched it a bit, implemented on a pen test, and then made a tool that, that helps me automate it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. So, so I literally just did a webinar on a similar subject, I think a week or two ago. Um, it, it, it was an episode on the podcast as well, but we talked about how, you know, those kind of things lead to domain level compromise. Right. Um, and, and so it surprises me that was, that there was not already a comprehensive tool to do the work. And so I'm really glad that, that, you know, you were the guy to put that together and, you know, the, yep. it's, it's just very difficult going back to what we talked about with Pinkcastle. It's very difficult for me as an IT admin to, to manually go through all that stuff because, you know, in most cases I haven't been the only IT admin or, 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 you know, IT engineer that's ever worked there, which means there's residual stuff that yep. was probably put together with, you know, duct tape and bubble gum by the guy before me that, that I might not even know about. You know, and it's really hard to just go find those those issues, and, and so having something like this is huge. Yeah, and uh, you know, this one of the most hidden issues with logon scripts is when there is a logon script that's configured to map a drive that doesn't exist. Yeah, and that logon script is set on an 